Well, hello all. This is a brand new episode of New Ways of Being. And with me today, I have my guest, Seth Dietlin. Seth was a guest uh, on my older podcast, Our Spiritual Life, uh, back in September uh, in episode uh, season four, episode 18. And we had a very interesting discussion then. And um, the topic today that we want to talk about is channeled teachings. So I wanted to bring Seth back because one of the things that he does is he is an angel communicator. Uh, he talks with angels and that's, uh, I would consider that a kind of channeling. And uh, he's a spiritual teacher uh, for uh, people that are looking for guidance, and he's an energy healer. So uh, welcome, Seth. Thank you. Thank you, Raymond, for having me back. I appreciate this, and I appreciate all the work that you do to get a good message of consciousness, and especially if you're focusing on this particular aspect for the audience, because I know that there are people in the audience who are wondering what to do with some of the messages that they're hearing inside because there is an activation in all of us and perhaps even turning to this topic of channeling is one way of igniting or calibrating your audience to be able to recognizing the messages that they're getting inside of themselves too and i would love to be a catalyst for empowering them to really be able to hear them with this episode so i'm really excited to dive into this conversation with you well, very good. And uh, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, it should be a fun conversation. And uh, uh, for the audience, now we're not going to get maybe the uh, the titles uh, a little bit misleading. We're not going to get heavily into a lot of actual channel teachings today, you know, that come from maybe other channelers, etc. We will be diving into that and we will have the opportunity to hear some uh, true messages and true teachings. Um, but we're going to talk about the whole subject really uh, today and kind of let it warm up for us. Uh, mm -hmm. And maybe in a future episode, dive in to a little bit even deeper. But so you might ask the question, you know, what is channeling exactly? And and I find it interesting because I've been learning uh, as I've gone along over the last couple of years that uh, channeling can be used in different ways and, and have different meanings to different people. Uh, but generally, it is, oh, I, and I do, I want to read um, if I can find it. But generally, it's thought of as channeling from that uh, a psychic kind of person who has strong psychic abilities uh, channels from higher consciousness or higher beings or ascended masters, or in Seth's case, angels. Um, I did see a, a, a little bit different message that uh, uh, I thought was interesting. And I didn't have it marked, unfortunately, right off the top of my head here. But yeah, channeling refers to the translation of higher consciousness 
and a greater perspective into language, human language. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I, I find that definition interesting too. And it's probably a, a good, very general definition. What, 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 what would you, how would you define it? So. Great. Well, I have a pretty funny and fun story, and I think that's a great way to learn. So when I reflect back on when I first realized that I was communicating with the angels, I remember very definitely making a vow that I would never tell a soul that I could do such a thing. (laughs) And here I am on a podcast talking about it as if there's no big deal. So there is a journey that we get to take with that. And it's obviously very different from the vow that I took not to ever tell a soul that I could do that, let alone empowering them to do that as well. But one of the first things that I realized when I started getting these messages from the angels, and most of them was about the new earth and about empowering people to be the best version of themselves. Yes. Yeah. Let me, let me stop you right there a minute. So let's, let's back up just a little bit. Um, because so you're really getting into the story of how you started channeling. Um, what what triggered all this? What caused this to you know? What caused you to reach out, or what what happened that that triggered it? Yeah. So I actually was having a really big meltdown in my life, and I was not religious at all. In fact, I grew up in the Catholic church and I had abandoned those teachings. They didn't resonate with me. To me, they didn't represent the full bandwidth of the unconditional love of God. Mm -hmm. And for me, they seemed too limited to actually represent anything that was as much as what I was able to relate to God from within or that voice. But I abandoned it all together, and I lived a very secular life that was all about pursuing material, you know, wealth, abundance on all of those levels, like we all do. Got lost in the matrix, and for a reason. And it's always a meltdown that brings us back to wondering our purpose in life. And it was in a pretty big meltdown that I had the opportunity to have a conversation with God after having not checked in with him or her or it or whatever for a long time. And my first request was saying, Hey, I'm done here. It's a little too challenging. Uh, I know that there's some other better place I could be. How about if I go to sleep and you take me out? Uh, whoa. <laughs> and heavy. <laughs> when I, yeah, sorry. Right. I mean, not, it wasn't, a, it wasn't, it wasn't a suicide. And plus with all the stuff that goes on around, um, you know, now I understand that as an energy sensitive, you know, I've always seen the things that go on in this world with a bit more um, clarity because of that sensitivity or that proclivity to see things from uh, that different perspective. And so it's very heavy to be in this world for you if you are a empathic or an energy sensitive, because you can see things that a lot of other people can't. So it was the weight of that that was like, I don't want to participate in this. There's no reason. take me out. And the minute I asked the question, I knew already I wasn't going to get that request fulfilled. And I said, well, then that's fine. You gave me angels and I want to talk to them. I want to talk to them, but I want it tangible. Not tomorrow. I want it right now. And I demanded it. And in that moment, I felt this peace overcome me. I felt something touch me. 
And I felt something speak to me in a way that I would describe as telepathy now, mm-hmm. but it was a knowing that was transferred to me and I could feel the presence of beings in my room. Now, if that wasn't enough, my dog and cat jumped up onto the bed and they started looking around because they could see or sense these beings as well. But the message that I got was, Seth, everything is going to be okay. In fact, it's going to be better than okay. And they did what I would understand today as calibrate me for peace, which they can do. So they were able to create an energy frequency that they sent to me that took me out of my fearful mind and into expanded awareness where I was at peace. And and then I fell asleep that night. And the next morning I woke up and I was like, whoa, what happened last night? Was that real or was it not? So I spent a good amount of time trying to figure out if that was real or just a figment of my imagination. Of course, Um, yes. Right. So there you go. And that's how they came to me. And when they first initially came to me, it was very fun and enamoring. They'd send me on little missions where things would happen that were miraculous. Uh, They'd ask me to just call people. They'd tell me who to call. And I would call people. And this would be the first time that I would be doing readings, I guess you could say, because I would call a person and the person would say, oh my gosh, of course you just called me now. And they didn't know I was talking to the angels, but um, they would say that they were going through something difficult and then they would tell me about it. And then I would hear some sort of insightful recipe for transmuting the situation. I said, well, you ever thought of this? Or what about this? Or I have this idea that just floated in. What about this? And the people that I talked to, they would start to feel peace. And then I would hear about miracles that would happen afterwards. And I'd think, well, this is kind of fun. And one time they sent me to Disneyland because I lived in I lived in Southern California at the time. I'm from Southern California. And they asked me one day when I got home from doing an open house, I was a real estate agent. They told me to jump in the car and drive to Disneyland. And I said, okay. So I got there and there was a woman and her two little boys that were stuck off to the side of the freeway and their phone was down or something. And it was a dangerous place. They couldn't walk away. So they were pretty much stuck there, but I pulled in. I asked if I could help. I called her husband. I called a tow truck. I put them in my car. And then after the tow came, I, I, I took them safely off of that space. We waited together until her husband came. And oddly, she took one of my business cards from me at the time. And then the next day I got a really amazing message on my voicemail at work saying, thank you. But thanks to the fact that I had stopped to help her, she now believed in angels again, not knowing that it was the angels who had directed me to be there. So it was very interesting how they used me to reach her and help her to believe in the power of her angels as well, while actually causing me to strengthen my belief in the power of this connection with them as well. So that was very fun. And it started off like that. And then they started revealing information that was very interesting about changes in the world that would be upcoming. And that through these changes, the world would look nothing like what it looks like now. So so they were teaching you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I started to realize after I got into the material that they were revealing to me, 
is that I started connecting magically, actually, with other channels. So you're speaking about channel materials and channel teachings. I started connecting with other channels. And I started finding that the information that they were channeling, it's the same. It's in different words and different ways. And there's mm -hmm. different ways that people do it. But it all had the same theme that we're not this human, we're an actual divine being inside a human body, and that we're coming upon a point where we're elevating who we are, not only as an individual, but as a collective, and that from that, our world would look different. So that's the unity that ties the messages that channels are or were getting from their independent sources, no matter what they named them to be, whether they were the angels or the Arcturians or whatever force. Some people channel the Council of Light. I, I spoke with the Council of Light on often occasions, Archangel uh, Metatron, Raphael, also Yeshua. Yeshua is a wonderful being to speak to about this time on earth. Some people call Jesus. Yeah. And yes. So, so in, but in your case, you usually talk to, I guess I'd call it a collective of angels, not one specific mm -hmm. angel. Yeah. yeah. Now, what I understand about the higher levels of consciousness is it all exists in unity. And you, mm -hmm. that's what we often refer to as the quantum field of intelligence. And the quantum field of intelligence is able to speak to us through this bridge. And that's literally what the word angel means means is a bridge of consciousness now we can imagine them embodied however they might be now i take people in through hypnosis to connect with their angels and sometimes they're these flowed wing flowing winged beings like you would see in the statues mm -hmm. and sometimes they show up as a lumberjack uh, <laughs> yesterday i did a hypnosis for somebody and it was a great big fluffy bunny <laughs> and sometimes they show up as trees and other things that have consciousness in them. So when we individuate them, that's only for us. So I can call on Archangel Raphael, which is an aspect of the whole entire field of the angels that deals with healing. Whereas if I want to communicate something, I can call on Gabriel. And then of course I have Nancy, the parking angel. Everybody enjoys that one, especially when you live in Los Angeles and a uh, parking space is literally a miracle. And so Nancy, the parking angel, always helps me find a parking space, right? So we can call we can call on different aspects of that entire angelic field, uh, and it may seem to individuate itself depending on what reason we may be calling on them. But I don't get hung up in the individuation of the angels, so I hear them as a collective voice. Yeah, this is this is great what you're sharing, and. Um, and it's a good way to get a good, uh, some real insight, uh, you know, about how this all came about with you. Um, because I I am not a channeler. I uh, I don't have those psychic abilities, at least right now. I think my intuition has increased, but I certainly don't consider myself a psychic at this point. I I keep having people tell me that it can be learned. and. Um, so I'll have to explore that, but I'm going to just talk for the benefit of the audience still a little bit uh, 
uh, more broadly about channeling just to touch base with some folks. I mean, back in one one of the most powerful uh, stories of channeling that I know about occurred in the 1970s uh, and led to the book, A Course in Miracles. Yes. um, Mm -hmm. uh, There was a person, I've forgotten the name right now, and I I don't know that it's important, but, uh, and it's attributed to Jesus, that Jesus channeled the book through a person in the 1970s. And uh, the way I heard the story, that person initially uh, really didn't want to do it, you know, but somehow it Mm -hmm. clicked in and they, they did all that work because it's a substantial book. And so uh, lots of people have heard of that, that, that was channeling with one specific entity, Jesus. Um, In the 1980s, a very famous channeler was Esther Hicks. uh, I'm sure Mm -hmm. you're familiar with uh, who Mm -hmm. channeled from in a the named Abraham and mm-hmm. uh that became quite famous and i think it was part of the the book and the movie the the secret mm-hmm. um and um just to give a couple more examples and there there are so many people doing channeling today and i'm i'm not going to get heavily into that but by the way uh there was another book that that jesus channeled as a follow on called the course of love if you can see that mm-hmm. and um and i've i've read both books and i know lots of people have studied um a course in miracles the later book a course in love um did not occur t- until i think it was in like 2014 or 2008 i forget now which it was but um um that's been more recent, but uh, more people are becoming familiar with that as well. Another one that I'm familiar with uh, is a through uh, a fairly well-known psychic named Karen Noe. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with her or not, uh, Seth, but um, she, after uh, Wayne Dyer transitioned, she began channeling him and um that led to her actually channeling a a group of ascended masters and angels that called themselves the we guides and they she ended up producing a book from it called we consciousness and noe is spelled in mm-hmm. noe but um the group, the, the we guides, which consisted of Wayne Dyer and um, um, who's the saint of peace? Um, damn, <laughs> won't come to me at the moment. But um, anyway, there was there's a whole group of entities that that she channeled that channeled thirty three profound truths for inner and outer peace. And mm-hmm. so that, those are in the book and the name we consciousness came from that group of entities uh, were encouraging humans to start th- thinking as uh, uh, in terms of humanity 
collectively rather than always just mm-hmm. about themselves and to talk mm-hmm. about we. And so that's where that comes from. We yeah. we need we they suggested we need to tune more into the we consciousness, the unity consciousness of which of which is vast in mm-hmm. spiritual space on earth. Mm-hmm. It's something that uh, more people are slowly coming into. So all some very interesting books, but different kinds of channeling that took place. Uh, in many cases, uh, the the material that is channeled, the messages, are either put into a book or I know some people, you know, turn it into a uh, YouTube videos, that sort of thing. Now, mm-hmm. in your case, in your case, I, I don't believe you've turned it into a book, but you use it in coaching and in delivering messages in other ways. Is that right? Right. Well, first of all, there's a lot of good stuff here. And I I can hear a lot of great, great stuff that I'd love to share with the audience with what you've introduced. First of all, yes, when Helen Shuckman uh, received A Course in Miracles, she was a non-believer of anything spiritual. Right. And what I love or resonate with that is that when I was in the secular world and before I connected with the angels, I mean, I was like a little bad boy. And so when they first came to me, I said to them, it's like, why me? I'm not religious. In fact, I don't like religion. I don't believe in it. Uh, You know, I'm not that. They're like, yeah, perfect. But you have a bill to all of this information and this layer of consciousness is the heart. That's all that matters. And when you talk about the different ways uh, people express what they get called to when they tap into that level of consciousness, I created a deck of angel tarot cards that are also channeled and I have other uh, things coming out. I'm a filmmaker. So I worked in Hollywood and I was an actor. I still am technically an actor, but I don't audition, but filmmaking is where I'm taking this next and as well as a podcast and some other content. Yes. One of the most important things that I realize about channeled material and being in channeled material is the calibration effect. That is the number one thing that happens because even though you're reading words in a book, which are very linear, that is not actually how the transfer of information is occurring whatsoever. So back when I was initially uh, introduced to Esther Hicks and I listened to her raw channeled material, I was remodeling my house. And so I had a speaker system, all the stuff, but I had it in all the speakers in the house that no matter where I went, I could listen to the entire message. And because I was in a creative space and I got into the zone, the next thing I know, I expanded into a space where I realized I was having a conversation with Abraham and Esther just disappeared in the middle. And when we channel these beings, they actually transcend time and space. So if I'm teaching a class that's recorded 
and a person is listening to the recording, the angels are with them. And theoretically, I should disappear in the middle because I'm just in service to a higher layer of consciousness. And what happens as a channel is that I get to hear information that I don't know personally. I get to resonate with it. I get to deliver it. And then people who receive it, I see them change and shift so much so that when I do readings, I specify to people who come to me, this is not your usual reading. This is a channeled reading or coaching, or I do hypnotherapy with it as well, where I bring the angels in, where they're in there and the interaction is between them and the angels. So I calibrate them so that I disappear in the process. And that's actually what happens when we do that. I used to carry A Course in Miracles in the back of my car. And every time I had a near miss of an accident on the freeway, I was like, thank you. I'd say thank you to the book because I knew that it contained the energy of the information. And so that's why when we start consuming the words on a paper, what happens is that we begin to expand because we get to be in direct contact with the information ourselves. And this brings me to a, a, a point that I really want to share uh, for the purpose of bringing new awareness to the audience. So when I initially started receiving information from the angels about the new earth and the transition to new earth, which also comes with the demolition of all the constructs that we consider pivotal to our human experience, such as there'll be no more government or money system as we know it. There'll be no more energy, people owning the energy. Energy will be free. The planet will live in abundance and the damage that's been done to it will be reversed among many things, including aging and all of that. When I started getting that information it seemed too incredible to share, but I kept receiving it from them. And years later, I encountered Dolores Cannon, who herself wasn't a channel by claim, but she did have access to a level of awareness that she then ended up working through the subjects of her hypnotherapy. And after I encountered her work, I noticed the similarity in the information that she was getting from her subjects and talking about in her, her talks. But when you listen to her talk, you automatically fall into this beautiful place of peace and awareness. And that's because what something special comes through her, and it's what activated her subjects. And so that's why when you watch something that she did, you, you just open up your heart and you become aware. Well, mm -hmm. after I became aware of her work, and her work has been around for a long time. It was only a few years ago. And that very night, she visited me in a dream. She said, I'm watching over you wow. because you're doing the same line of work. Because no matter what we're doing, she said, we're connecting people to that higher level of consciousness because this is the octave that the collective is moving to this level of consciousness. So the reality here is meant to become that. So the calibration effect 
is literally the most important piece of the information as opposed to the written or spoken word. So I know that when I channel, people feel something, and that's not from me, that is from the angels. And so the same effect happens when we're consuming channeled material, where we are shifted and changed energetically by the source of the information. Dolores comes to me all the time. And oddly, every time I do my work, people always say, do you know who Dolores Cannon is? Because they can feel Mm. her presence around me. And so there's so many different ways that people are asked to serve. But that's one commonality that you'll know with the information that you resonate with is because you're going to feel what I call activated or calibrated. And this is actually how you're going to change to become something new. So whether you're a channel or you're just getting a good idea to create a podcast, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. You're still accessing the same level of consciousness and doing what you can to fasten people into it. I'm glad you you uh, explained all of that because um, I was not clear on that. I you know, um, and it that's I, that word activation is uh, you know it's good to think about that. Uh, so you're saying that people will naturally be activated by these messages in mm-hmm. in a sense in in whatever form they're delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. In fact, there's a there's a bit of uh, magic in yes. the expression of that. There are certain books that I keep on my nightstand because to a certain degree, they watch over me or the energy is around my physical body while I go astral traveling to God knows where. And the physical incarnation of something that's connected to that channel helps. So for example, I usually keep A Course in Miracles or The Keys of Enoch, which is another channel material from J.J. Hurtock, Dr. Hurtock, and beautiful channel material, a very thick book if you've ever been exposed to The Keys of Enoch. And, And some of it you can actually utilize by just flipping the pages of A Course in Miracles or The Keys of Enoch or any of these other books, you'll notice that if you just open a random page and you read a few sentences, it speaks to you directly. And you can feel your direct interfacing, not with the author or the channel, but with the source of the material, which is ultimately God. Yes. And, and you know, one thing that I, mm-hmm. I think is very true is that as people open and allow um some some of this to come to them that they they're guided to the material that is best for them to hear at that time right yeah it you, you i mean you couldn't speak more poignant words there now for whatever reason i've also been gaining information that through the channeling about how we transition from the old economy to the new economy, which is not going to be limiting like the one that we have now. It's mm-hmm. not going to be based on credit and usury and limitation and lack and, and the, op- and you know, the opposite I can't, of the light. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I can't even imagine how that transition, you know, I can, I can envision what 
the kind of end result would be that I that I'd love yeah. to see, but the transition, you know, it seems like it's going to be so difficult. But uh, but go ahead. And it's not. So I've been getting tons of downloads about that, and I feel that I'm getting that because it's meant to actually assist people in making the the transition. Because the transition is a bit of a reboot that happens from within and through the calibration. So for whatever reason, that seems to be some of the material that I'm being asked to work on right now is to allow people to calibrate themselves into the new earth financial paradigm, which isn't the financial paradigm at all. It's an abundance paradigm. And it's interesting because it has this far reaching effect. Now I've been going on some shows to talk about that in depth with the the new quantum economy and such. And I got a very interesting email from someone who had listened, who wanted to somehow or another make me aware that though the information that I had discussed on the show and the calibration didn't seem to be in integrity because he went into my website and discovered that I charged for my services, such as hypnosis and readings. And it was, I mean, not a very nice letter in a certain way, but I looked at it and I went, oh, interesting. He got activated, which is amazing because that is a part of a course in his healing journey. So the way that the angels reach people or the way that that higher level consciousness reaches people, it isn't all dancing on the stage and synchronized, joyful, wonderful unicorns and rainbows, sometimes that activation has another effect. And so what I did was I surrounded this person with light and realized, wow, isn't that powerful? Because the minute that this person's old belief based on the old system got shaken, it actually shook him. And for whatever reason, he felt like unloading that on me, which is fine because I just surrounded it with light. And then what happens is that this gives him the opportunity to take his own journey to actually take that wound or belief that's based on the limitation of the old system and to move forward. So not all the time is this calibration seemingly a positive one. It is a positive one. I'm saying seemingly a positive one. And I use that as an example because when I got that email, I read it and I asked the angels how to help me interpret it because it has very low frequency. It had very low frequency in it. And I could feel the downward effect on frequency when I received it. And there's part of us, of course, that wants to respond and be right Right, and take on that conversation, but it doesn't do any good. So I said, how am I supposed to receive this angels? And they said, the message is reaching people. And that's what we asked you to do is to be a, a channel of information to reach people and you're reaching people and it's causing the chain reaction of healing. And this is one of the ways that that chain reaction of healing shows up. So I prayed for him and I said love to him and I trust that he's on a healing journey from here. Yes. Uh, thank you. 
for for that example. You know, I th- my my personally personal uh, thoughts about it is that you know some of this change will require a certain amount of chaos to actually happen mm-hmm. in the world that people mm. re- get activated by, you know, in, in order to see the need for that old way of being to go away. Uh, so, uh, you know, you make it sound like, well, there may mm-hmm. not be any chaos at all, but so, what, go ahead. Well, do you think there will be chaos? So that's a really good thing. The angels have. So that's a good question. I have an answer to that. First of all, the angels say that there are three seasons to transformation. The first one is the awakening or revelations phase. The second one is the purification or the purging phase. And the third phase is the expansion that the first two phases made possible. So when we talk about the new earth and we describe the new earth, we're talking about the expansion after it's occurred. And we are very well aware that we're in a phase of this before without actually being aware that there are these three seasons. The angel said that right now, at the time of this recording, and I know the recording will be evergreen. So this is the middle of November, 2023. At the point that we are, we're at the end of the revelation phase and the beginning of the purification or the purging phase. Now, this is the phase that people are afraid of the most because this is the phase where people are afraid of the chaos and the instability that this phase in the collective is going to bring. But here's the good news. Is it going to bring a certain level of chaos and instability? Yes. Are you insulated from it when you are connected from being calibrated by all of these different channels who are serving the light right now to prepare you to make that happen? Yes, it will be as if you're just watching a movie when we get to that point, because you'll be prepared for it. So that's what the angels say about this as we head into the purification or purging phase. And this is where we're going to start to see uh, the demolition of the false matrix. And when the demolition of the false matrix occurs, if you talk to astrologers, they'll tell you that the astrological weather, where the planets are, where they're, what positions they're in, it's ready to happen in the coming year and two of this thing. And I get this sort of sense that in a certain way, we will also feel a different relationship with time. So even though that may occupy two or three years of time of that purification or purging phase, it may feel like it'll go by in a flash because as we have come into an expanded state of awareness, now we're not a member of linear time in its old construct anyway, because linear time is a false construct that's part of the false matrix. So you and more than likely your audience have noticed that the more expanded you become as a result of your own conscious journey, the next thing that occurs that's very fascinating is you have a new relationship with time. 
you become patient for things to come, you become knowing for things to come, but you also have this sort of sense of knowing that all is well, you go into present moment awareness, and then time begins to move at a different pace. And we almost start to feel like we're outside of the construct altogether. And that is part of that transition that will take us out of the rest of the con construct. Yeah. I will tell you that in a conversation I had with Metatron, he brought up the false construct of time. He made this interesting analogy that all of the other false constructs within the false matrix stand on the foundation of linear time or the illusion of linear time. And he made me aware that all of the false constructs of the false matrix do all they can to remind us of linear time, because as long as there is linear time, then we are under the spell or the power of these aspects of the false matrix. So for example, the bank makes you pay your bill every 30 days, and they always remind you what day it is on the calendar. They want to keep you in the false uh, construct of time. There's always a clock on top of a bank building right. or a government right. building. Right. Ca calendars came from religions. So all of those aspects of the false matrix do what they can very subtly to keep humanity tied into time. But here's the interesting aspect of it, because Metatron said that as we expand consciously, what then ends up happening is that we pop out of false time, meaning linear time, the illusion of linear time. And as we do, all of the false matrix just dissolves like the illusion that it mm -hmm. is. Will there be a show that happens in front of us? Yes. Will we be indirectly affected by it? Yes, because it, it is a catalyst yes. for our expansion. Will we be directly aware of it? No. Okay. Let me let me um, I mean, directly interject a, a few things here because um, I know that some of the audience that's probably uh, listening to or watching this um, is in tune with uh, what you're talking about, or at least parts mm -hmm. of it. Some people won't be. And I, you know, and I think what I've been observing is that as people seek to raise their consciousness and their awareness, and um, as that consciousness level increases, or some people call it vibration, um, we do tune in more to uh, much of what you've ta been talking about. And uh, so many people now that I know are at the fifth dimension level of, um, or that, you know, the, the, where we're going are tuned in to observing that acceleration that's happening, you know, and, and, and I see it too. Um, so, but I just wanted to, some of this is getting a little deeper than I, yeah. I thought, but it's, it's fine because I love hearing this because this channel, the channel teachings that I wanted this episode to be about, uh, you know, is a, 
about this. It's about what we're hearing from the angels or I'm, I've been reading the book actually probably the fifth time called the wisdom of the council. And it's channeled mm -hmm. by Sarah Landon of, uh, from the council of earth. And this mm -hmm. is a book that's just really spoken to me very strongly. And every message on every page, you know, is activates me, you know, at a high level. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and these, these, um, messages are available to people more and more through YouTube and through the books and through people like you. So this is all very good. And it's, and it's very mm -hmm. interesting to hear, you know, what the angels are, are communicating to you. Uh, very much what I'm hearing in this book is very much in line. The language is, a, is somewhat different. Um, but they're saying, you know, it's happening and, uh, shift into the thinking of new earth or heaven on earth, uh, mm -hmm. now because it's mm -hmm. in process and it's when we decide that we want to create that inside of ourselves that it does bring it about for us and it accelerates mm -hmm. it for all of mankind. So Yes. What you've been what you've been communicating is very much in agreement with all of uh, what I've been hearing elsewhere as well, um, and we are uh, beginning to run a bit short on time. Um, yeah, one of the things that I wanted to ask to to if it's possible to ask you, uh, um, you know, can you ask the angels right now in this show if they're is a message that they would like to share with the audience? Absolutely. And one of the things that I think is very interesting that adds value to this discussion is that all of us who are channeled or who have been asked to become a channel, we've been invited. We have been called to do this as a service to humanity. None of us decided, ooh, I know how to get rich. Let me write a channeled <laughs> book because that doesn't happen at all. I got called from being in a very lucrative and very successful real estate career and into something that has its rewards in a whole different level. But have mm -hmm. I made the kind of money that I made in real estate? And when I got called or asked to do this, I said yes, because it felt important, mm -hmm. right? So the... The real motive that channels have right now is because the earth is being activated into the new earth consciousness. So that level of awareness is inviting us all into direct communication with it so that this transformation can happen. Now, as I tap into the angels as a way of really bringing another piece of solid value to your audience and bring forth, they want to add on to the conversation that got a little bit deep earlier, but the idea that it's important to have peace with being here on the earth at the time, this time that this transformation is happening. And the whole reason why that level of consciousness wants to find its way through channels such as myself and Sarah Landon and all of the other consciousness is finding its way through to those channels and reaching you in the audience is because it wants to lovingly 
and peacefully invite you into a new and expanded version of yourself and the reality that you live in. And that invitation is something that nobody can take away from you. No agenda, no anything can take that away from you. And you get to accept that invitation. And how amazing is it that they're saying we, meaning the entire uh, level of consciousness that we call the quantum field, they want you to realize how amazing it is that they're finding every way that they can to reach you. If you've listened to the podcast up until this point, then you're already accepting their invitation to be directed in life in a certain way as you come online with the most powerful version of yourself. And when you do that, you will have gifts and talents that will actually be able to ignite that in the world. And if you can see the end product, and it's not really the end, but if you can see where this is taking humanity, imagine a world where there is no pollution and there are no factories polluting and there is no unequal distribution of mm -hmm. resources mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. the planet where it's all equalized. Right. Imagine parts of the world that currently live in poverty and imagine them living in prosperity and being in joy and creativity and imagine that ignition. They say, the reason that you get to be exposed to this material is because this is an energetic chain reaction. And think of it, each of us, like a molecule. And that as we get activated, all of the molecules get activated, all of the separate parts of the whole. And so they really want you to hold a space of peace and hope, not hopium, hope. And that's where we really get into distincting who's a channel and who's not, because when we hear information and it begins to make sense, then we know that it's coming from an authentic place because it resonates with us. So they want you and the audience to keep tuned into your heart and not your mind. And as you tune into your heart, that is the portal to your higher self where they are there waiting to speak to you directly too. So, Allow every opportunity. This is the priority in the world right now. It's not the priority to figure out how you're going to make money or anything like that. The priority right now is all about how are you going to expand consciousness and how are you going to expand it in the world? Thank you for all of the the comments that that you've uh, said there. The, the explanation, I think, really helps. And if I heard it correctly and received it correctly, the message from the angels is mm -hmm. to hold that space and hope. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very and good. knowing and knowing. And knowing. Because it's not a matter of if this will go well or not. The only reason that we're at this stage is because we are ready. Not because our creator hopes that we're ready. It's because our creator knows that we are ready. Notice how we're at the stage where we realize that we create our reality and it looks like the one that we used to hold to be true is falling apart. That could very well mean that we're being given a whole new canvas to do with it what we've been newly trained to do or Beautiful. calibrated to do. 
Beautiful, beautifully said. I love it. And, you know, you said something there that uh, I, I think people need to hear and think about, too. And that is, you know, it will be hard for many people to imagine a world without money or, you know, how, uh, you know, and in Awaken the Species, that book from Neil Donald Walsh, which was channeled from God, you know, it talks about a world that has uh, no no ownership uh, and and that everything is shared and that but but at any rate i believe where we're going if we really think about what is valuable to us in our life in reality you know it's not money it is experiencing a good life experiencing joy and happiness mm -hmm. experiencing the joy that seeing, as you said, seeing people who have had no abundance at all, who live in poverty, seeing that change for them and seeing them experience their fair share in the world's resources. So mm -hmm. um, there's so much for people to really dive into and think about. Uh, it's This should not be a casual conversation. This should be Whoa, this is big, beautiful stuff that is happening in the world. Right? 100% agree. 100% agree. I've been talking to the angels for over 20 years about this. And now that we're evidently in the uh, demolition phase of the old earth, and it's very apparent that we are in this conversation has become relevant. It's really exciting for those of us who have been given the information advance to be leaders during this time, because during the last 20 years and hearing what I've heard from them, I know that this is really exciting that we're taking this journey together. Thank you. You know, and um, in, in my old podcast, our, our spiritual life, I have always asked uh, people to, you know, say any final words that to the audience but you said it all so beautifully. So <laughs> I I think uh I think we've done exactly what I had hoped that this episode would do. We've really dived into what channel teaching is, and it's not something abstract. It is happening every day more and more. The messages are uh coming loud and clear thanks to people like you and Seth, thank you so much for being on this show, um, uh, you know, this, it's so important for people to hear what you have shared. These are important messages. And um, you're, I, I gather that you're dealing with this every day and interacting with people in delivering personalized messages, uh, yeah. as well as a broader message. So thank you for yes. that. Thank you so much, Raymond. Thank you. All right. Well, to all of my audience, to all of the world, have a great day and a great life. <laughs>